From WJFF Radio Catskill, this is Close to Home, the podcast that explores the people, issues, and institutions in the Catskill Mountains, the heart of small-town America. I'm your host, Leif Johansson. Thanks for tuning in. At long last, the warm weather is moving in, and that has me thinking about getting outside for a hike. And as we collectively hit the thousands of miles of local trails again, I've been thinking about how all those trails got here, and how they always seem to be in pretty good shape. Well, as it turns out, there is a whole organization committed to building and maintaining our Catskills trail system as well as teaching people about responsibly using and stewarding this incredible natural environment that's all around us. So if you haven't heard of the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference before, this short episode of Close to Home will hopefully serve as kind of a quick and dirty rundown. And to help tell this story, I hopped on a call with Melissa Cassini, the New York Program Coordinator for the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. I initially started out with the trail conference in 2019 as the head trail steward for um, our conservation core trail steward program. Um, so I was stationed at some popular trailheads um, in the lower Hudson Valley, as well as up in the Catskills on Giant Ledge, Panther and Slide. Uh, it was an amazing summer. And then um, it, I transitioned into my current role in March of 2020. Um, and in my role now as New York program coordinator, Uh, I support our volunteers and park partners um, working on local trails across Southern New York. Um, So that includes, uh, it's about 1500 miles of trail from the New York, New Jersey border up to the Catskills on the west side of the Hudson, and then from Westchester up to Taconic State Park on the east side of the Hudson. We're a volunteer driven organization uh, that builds, maintains uh, trails and protects public lands across New York and New Jersey. Uh, We've been around since 1920, so we just celebrated our centennial uh, a few years ago. Uh, So over 100 years of doing some pretty cool work out on the trails in this area. Coming on board in this role in March of 2020 was pretty wonky. Uh, It was literally the week everything shut down. So my onboarding that was supposed to be, you know, out on the trails, meeting our volunteers, uh, was just behind a computer for a good long time. Um, (laughs) And then finally, come like the end of summer, I was out in the field and was getting to meet our volunteers and our crews were active again, which was great. Um, And then overall with the organization, um, you know, it was kind of crazy. We told our volunteers, don't go out on the trails. Um, Trails are being inundated with visitors and, you know, it's safer to stay at home right now. So, you know, that was obviously a big deal for us and our volunteers, and um, it pushed us to do a lot of online material. So all of our workshops that are usually in person, um, like hands-on trail maintenance and trail building, um, we pushed all that online. So we were teaching folks how to do trail maintenance from behind a computer, uh, which was definitely different. But, you know, overall, I think it's a great resource that we have now. So a, a positive outcome of the pandemic, I guess. How did COVID impact people's attitudes towards 
the outdoors and going outside? I mean, I think people realize just how important the outdoors and trails are. Um, I mean, it's no secret that trails across our region were just totally overrun with people from everywhere just wanting to spend some time outdoors and, you know, escape from uh, the little shells that we were living in in our houses and apartments um, and the cities. Uh, so I think, you know, it really helped people understand like trails are super important and the work that we're doing is really important to keep trails open and accessible for folks. You know, fortunately, now I think we're seeing a little less use on the trails, but uh, especially up in the Catskills, still a lot of use. Um, so still kind of seeing the after effects of all that. So you said that before you were in your current position, you were stationed at trailheads. What does that sort of work look like? What, what kind of work would you have been doing when you're actually out at the trails in person? You know, there's a lot of folks that are coming out to those popular trailheads, maybe for their first outdoor experience, um, had, aren't sure about the trail system, where they should be going, what they should be wearing to keep them safe, if they have water, whatever. Uh, so our trailhead stewards are just at those popular trailheads, basically as, you know, like the first pass when people are coming in, we have maps, we have information, uh, we teach folks about leave no trace and how to properly recreate out there and just leave the least amount of impact. Um, and also just how to enjoy the outdoors in a safe way. And so our role down in the lower Hudson Valley is more, you know, getting folks before they venture out. Whereas up in the Catskills, we're more, it's more of a roving role. So they're out on the trails, hanging out the summits, making sure that people are being safe and responsible while up at the summits, while also respecting uh, the nature and the ecosystems that are up there that are more fragile. You said that the trail conference is responsible for, was it 1500 miles of trails in this region? What does responsible mean? I guess, it does, I mean, it doesn't own the land because it, right. it's state land, I imagine, for the most part. But for the trails themselves, how does it work legally for the trail conference to be responsible for them? Well, across New York and New Jersey, we maintain over 2,000 miles of trails. So just in New York, we have 1,500 miles wow. about. And so it works, you know, we partner with the local land managers, whether that's uh, New York State Parks or uh, the Department of Environmental Conservation up in the Catskills. Um, and we have agreements with them that allow our volunteers to go out and do maintenance on the trails. Um, and obviously there's like parameters of what we can do and anything beyond like regular maintenance uh, has to go through a big approval process, um, as do any big trail projects or, you know, construction projects in the parks. Uh, we go through an environmental review process and all that jazz before we're able to get our volunteers out there doing the work. How does the construction of trails actually work as someone who really enjoys getting to use many of these trails and it and and I admire how well maintained many of the trails in our region are I I don't think I've ever seen a crew of people building trails before can you kind of paint a picture of, of how that works and what that looks like yeah. So uh, at least at the trail conference, any work that we do, we try to make it so that when it's done, you don't know we were there. Um, the work that we do, it's 
primarily to make sure that trails are sustainable um, for the people that are there and for the, the mountain, the land, um, so that folks are using it in a way that's going to be least impactful. And the work that we do, for the most part, we'll come in and we'll do, you know, we'll move rocks around, we'll build some stone, some stone steps if needed, uh, put in some drainage solutions. But at the end of the day, when our crews are out of there, uh, most people walk through and you don't even know that we were there. Um, because that's our goal. We try to blend it in. We want it to be natural. We don't want folks to feel like they're on an escalator to the top of a mountain. And, you know, before the actual on the ground work, like I was saying, we do go through uh, lots of conversations with our partners. Um, you know, we're out in that on that project site doing a lot of scouting, seeing what needs to be done, what the best solution is um, and putting in a proposal, going through environmental review processes and all that fun stuff to get to the point where we can do the work. So for something like, say, putting stone steps in, because I imagine these stones have to be quite heavy. How does a set of stone steps get 2,000 feet vertically up a mountain? So to get those rocks down to where we need them to be, I mean, uh, we have folks that'll use like rock bars, um, which are big, heavy sticks, basically, that just help you leverage and move the rock to where you need it to be. Um, for different scenarios where the rock's coming from further away, uh, we have a grip hoist system, um, which is basically like a cable and we hook it up and we pull the rock down to where we need it to be. Um, and again, relating back to the, uh, the approval processes that we go through, um, typically where we're pulling stone from has to be approved by the state. Uh, so that we're not disturbing any, you know, sensitive habitats. How many volunteers are we talking about with with building and maintaining trails? I mean, if I go and and hike Giant or Slide Mountain or something, how, how many people did it take to create that, and 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 then just to generally keep up maintenance on it? And is maintenance consistently required? I mean, if people are walking on trails. Is that kind of enough maintenance as it is to keep plant life just from growing up over the trail? In the Catskills last year, we recorded just under 630 volunteers. Um, and I mean, that includes our trail maintainers and our lean-to caretakers who have like an assigned one to two mile section of trail or have an assigned lean-to that they care for. Um, and that also includes our trail crews. So we have um, the Catskills trail crew. They go out uh, almost every weekend or every other weekend. And they have more like one-off volunteers that'll just come out for a day, or they do have folks that are coming out every time. Uh, we have the blowdown brigade. Um, so they are out with, uh, hand saws, clearing blowdowns throughout the cat skills that the DEC can't necessarily get to in a like timely manner. You know, they have their, uh, resources that they're spread pretty thin. So we try to fill in where we can. Uh, and then we also have our lean-to crew. So they do more heavy lift projects like rebuilding a privy, rebuilding a roof, uh, things along those lines. So yeah, about 630 volunteers in the Catskills last year doing all that work. And then to address your question about, you know, the busy trails like Slide Mountain Trail, where it's seeing hundreds and hundreds of visitors a day on like a busy weekend. Trails like that definitely need a little less maintenance just because, like you said, there's a lot of traffic. Plants aren't growing in as quickly because of the traffic. 
But, you know, even those busy trails, it's good for maintainers to go out to see the conditions. Trails like that are going to degrade a bit quicker because of all the foot traffic. So just keeping a check on, um, you know, like drainage and where water is flowing across the trail and what we can do to help get that water across the trail and not down the trail so it's not eroding um, the trail for the people that are out there. How is the trail conference funded? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of volunteers doing the brunt of, of a lot of the work of maintaining trails and whatnot, but obviously there is staff as as well. For the amount of volunteers that we have and the miles of trail that we maintain, we do have a fairly small staff. Um, I think we're at about 29 or 30 full-time staff um, for all of our different programs. And, you know, we're funded through different grants, contracts. Um, a lot is through um, donations from donors that we work with. Um, so a lot of different avenues of funding. What's something that you find people are most surprised to learn about the trail conference when you get talking to them? Probably the most surprising thing that doesn't really correlate to our work in the Catskills, but we do have a team of conservation dogs on staff. Um, we have, I think we have three dogs at the moment, but growing, uh, I think we have <laughs> one more on the way and they are dogs that are trained to sniff out invasive plants and animals. Um, so they work a lot with spotted lanternflies. Um, and yeah, it's very cool. They, they're out doing their thing and they work with, um, trainers that we have on staff. Uh, and yeah, they, they do some really awesome work and it's really cool to see them in action. Are there still efforts towards building many new trails at this point, or is the work of the trail conference more related to education and maintenance? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think definitely our first 100 years was about building new trails um, and just providing opportunity across the region for folks to get out. Um, but as we enter like our next 100 years, uh, we've kind of hit a point where it's like there are there are a lot of trails out there and a lot of the trail we have a lot of trails we maintain and uh, it'd be great to kind of hone in on making those trails better at this point um because there's obviously always work to do on trails you know they're out in the elements there's always things happening so getting to a point where we have like a really strong beautiful trail system in our network and of course there's always uh some new trails to be built the long path for instance that goes through the catskills uh starts in manhattan at subway stop and it loops through like the Palisades, Harriman, up the Shawangunk Bridge, through the Catskills with the goal of getting up to the Adirondacks. And I think we're just about at the Adirondacks. So we do have some building left to do to make that happen. But yeah, mostly about refining the trail network that we already have at the moment. What are you most excited for in the next, I don't know about 100 years, but maybe 10 or 20 years with the trail conference, particularly with your work on the New York side? I mean, specifically the Catskills, I'm super excited about um, the work that we're doing right now and just seeing where that's going to grow. Um, so like I said, uh, last year was our first year that we had um, a lean-to crew, um, blowdown brigade, Catskills trail crew, and our trail steward program is growing up there. So um, you know, when I started in 2019 as a trail steward, we were only on Slide Mountain, Panther, and Giant Ledge. 
Uh, now our trail stewards are on, um, they're on Cornell, Wittenberg, Slide, Giant Ledge, Blackhead Range, and uh, North Point near North South Lake. Um, so it's a growing program, and it's really exciting to see the potential for that to grow even bigger, um, especially as we have a lot of new folks coming out into the outdoors and experiencing it for the first time. And maybe they, they don't know how to properly recreate out there and having those trail stewards out there teaching folks how to do that is really awesome. And just watching our volunteer program grow and the work that they're accomplishing and just being able to, you know, put together new lean twos, improve old lean twos to, to keep them around longer. And the work that our trail crews are doing to, you know, refine the, the trails that we do have and make them more enjoyable and more sustainable for uh, the users. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for your time. It's great speaking with you. Is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, yeah, let me see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have, I mean, it's only the start of spring 2023. So we have so much on the schedule for this year. Um, our Lean 2 crew just is putting together their projects for the rest of the year. Um, our Catskills trail crew just put out their schedule. Um, if anyone's interested in joining a crew or learning a little bit more about the work that we do, uh, you can check out our website at nynjtc.org um, or you can reach out to volunteer at nynjtc.org. Lots of opportunity to get out and see what we're up to. If 600 volunteers aren't a sign of an engaged, caring, and healthy community, I don't know what is. But I am so thankful that this team of volunteers and paid staff at the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference are building and maintaining trails and getting the word out about thoughtfully enjoying this beautiful place. And now with the return of nice weather and summer temperatures, it is the perfect time to head for the hills and explore. And not only does the Trail Conference website have information about programs and volunteering, they also have an amazing tool that you can use to find a hike in your area. And you can filter by length and difficulty and features of the hike. And so as Melissa mentioned, you can find all of that at nynjtc.org. Thank you again to Melissa Cassini from the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference for taking the time to chat on today's episode and as always, thank you for listening. I'm Leif Johansson, and this is Close to Home, a podcast from WJFF Radio Catskill. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some hiking to do.